Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing Morning Update. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 8th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this presentation, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas in this video or podcast presentation. If you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to our website and you can read the disclaimer there. All right, well, an interesting, and they always are, night in the US markets as usual. We had the Fed minutes came out last night and no change, although there was a little bit of talk about tapering. But what we did see as well is the US bond market continues to be... uh, bought up and yields tumbling there below 1.3%. So it wasn't that long ago we were looking at yields of 10 years around 1.75%. Now we're back down to below 1.3%. So that is a significant move. And listening to Jim Cramer this morning on CNBC, he thinks it might be overseas sovereign buying of US treasuries as a result of uh, some concerns over Taiwan and geopolitics, which I guess is showing up in the gold price a little bit at the moment, with that price up uh, nearly eight bucks last night, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the scores on the doors from the Dow last night following those Fed minutes was up 104 for the Dow Jones, 0.3 of a percent, 34682 is the headline number there. NASDAQ, though, up a mere one point or 0.01%. Did sprint a lot higher during the day, but uh, came back to earth with a little bit of a uh, a bang. Uh, NASDAQ closing at 14,665. The S&P 500 up slightly more than both of them. We can't do the middle for diddle today, I'm afraid. 15 points to the better, 43.58. And the VIX index, as you would expect, given that environment, down slightly, down around 1.5%, 16.20. SPY futures pointing to a positive opening today. We had a very positive day yesterday, um, up around 63 points, which made up for the previous day when we lost 53 points. So for the week, we're up around uh, 10 to 15 points, I think, at the moment. Uh, So a uh, a lot of movement but not a lot of headline movement when you look at it from a week to week. So 11 points to the better for the SPY futures showing this morning, 72.56. So expecting a pretty firm opening there. As far as commodities go, we saw further weakness in the oil price after that OPEC Plus meeting does seem to be um, a thing of the past and no agreement there. So we saw Brent crude down 1.5%, WTI down 1.6%. to $72.20. It only seems yesterday that we were looking at Brent and WTI around 75 bucks. Gold, though, had a better night, up another $8.1802 spot one zero, up nearly half a percent there. So gold bugs will be able to draw a little bit of uh, optimism from those moves. Iron ore, uh, slightly higher, 222, spot 85, 85 cents to the better, up 0.4 of a percent. And the Aussie dollar way below 75 cents now, 74.82 at the moment, which uh, is interesting in itself, given the uh, RBA statement the other day and given the Federal Reserve minutes, it doesn't seem that there's rate rises on the horizon for either for some time. In other commodities today, we have uh, copper up 2.1%, nickel up 1.8%, aluminium down 0.5%, zinc up 1.4%, lead down 0.22%, tin barely changed as well. So 
some slightly stronger commodity prices will help our market as well today. Here's the S&P 500. You can see it did have a bit of a swoon and then clawed its way back, closing up a smidge at the end of the day. Major stories last night. Um, it's all politics. It's the summer silly season to some extent in the US. Um, McConnell promises Republicans will wage a hell of a fight over attempts by Democrats to pass sweeping multi-trillion dollar infrastructure plan along party line. Business lobbying groups gearing up for a fight on possible tax heights. Janet Yellen pushing for a global minimum tax rate above that 15% floor that we've talking about. And uh, it does face numerous obstacles, including lack of EU consensus. Ireland, Hungary and Estonia very much against any tax hike. And US pressing European officials to reconsider digital taxes. Delta variant gaining ground. And Biden announces new measures to boost vaccination. And signs of market angst growing as investors turn to safer havens. You wouldn't see that, though, given the headlines are new records on Dow, Nasdaq and S&P. Continual headlines, that is. So uh, interesting that we're seeing that movement into more safer havens in the stocks. And that includes those tech stocks, which are having a bit of a renaissance. As far as our market goes, England beat Denmark. They're into the final against Italy on Sunday well, Monday morning, 5 o'clock. Uh, so a 2-1 victory for England. Uh, the Federal minutes, uh, Federal Reserve minutes produced no huge, su- huge surprises. ECB raised the inflation targets to 2% and will allow room for overrun. The previous target had been close to or below 2%. So a little bit of weasel wording going on from the ECB. But the important thing is it will allow room for overrun, which indicates they will continue with stimulus. BHP up 2.8% in New York time and Rio up 2.7%. Analysts are tipping a dividend bonanza for the miners. And interestingly, last night, Apple hit a record high. So there is a bit of safe haven buying into some of these tech stocks. And Willie Packer, who is a Perth fund manager, has warned of a crazy global share market bubble. He runs a thing called the Investigator Trust, which hasn't had a very stellar year. It returned only 1.8% over the past year. 28.1% was the World Accumulation Mesky Index performance. And a West Farmers joint venture called On The Go has gone into administration show. It just shows that over everything West Farmers touches turns to gold. And Macquarie, considering putting the band back together for another tilt at Sydney Airport. You will remember, for those who are old enough, that Sydney uh, was bought by Macquarie initially uh, some years ago, back in the early 2000s. I think it was around $6 billion they paid for at the airport, and uh, people were scratching their heads at the time, thinking that was too much. AMP sells its AMP Capital GEFI business to Macquarie Bank. GEFI is global equities and fixed income business. And the UK is reviewing the Chinese purchase of one of their big chip makers. The RBA says no rate hike before 2024. And it looks like Klarna, although we haven't uh, seen the details yet, has taken a small 4% stake in Zip, according to the media this morning. And Royal Caribbean has cancelled pretty much most of its summer Anzac cruises around uh, Australia and New Zealand. Electric vehicle chargers are in the news. I was watching CNBC last night and Volvo, Daimler and a company called Trayton, which is part of Volkswagen, 
are um, gearing up to put in another 1,700 EV chargers across Europe. And two former executives from uh, Tritium, which is the big Brisbane success story in the electric vehicle charging market, have started a new charging company called Evos, and they're looking at using solar power. They currently already provide Evos chargers with solar power. Newix. Uh, UBS has upped its stake to 6.5%, substantial holder notice this morning. And Cygames is looking at the Tabcorp demerger of its wagering and lotteries business and is looking at floating its business on the Australian Stock Exchange. Cygames is a global lotteries business and it made more than $430 million US EBITDA in the past 12 months. And analysts reckon it could be worth around 10 times that at around $5 billion dollars plus for that business and considering an IPO in the Australian market and new listings today we have Loxley, Pack Gold and Wattle Health becomes WNX. Question of the day today is a bit of activity going on in the blue chip sector at the moment we've had a, a 22 billion dollar bid for Sydney Airport we also saw yesterday Apollo Management through their Athene insurance business taking an 18.8% stake in Challenger, which major blue chip company is next for M&A activities? Any out there that stand out as potential takeover targets? I'll put one into the mix. A2 Milk would be my one. Uh, That's probably a former blue chip rather than a blue chip, more like a white chip perhaps. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights over there as usual. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto there. And we have 3,500 members of that group. So it's a pretty large uh, group to to canvas for opinions, etc. And I'll be running another Ask the Analyst, not tomorrow, but next Friday at 5 p.m. It was pretty popular last week. Got over 500 people watching that, either live or in a recorded fashion. So clearly a pretty popular session. So I'll be running that next Friday. It's not as if I'll be going anywhere in Sydney, as we'll still be in lockdown. But thanks very much for listening and have a great day and uh, go England.